Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nobody's Doing It Right, the podcast for those who are uncertain. My name's Kat, I'm your host, and today's episode is going to be about self-love. And I know it's a very broad topic, and it'll be hard to kind of get into all the details and aspects of it in this podcast episode, um, but I want to talk about it a bit because I think the concept of self-love has so many branches associated to it, but it is somewhat of the foundation to personal development and personal growth that we really have to consider if we're on that kind of journey. And it's tricky because I talk about self-love and self-consideration and all that stuff on uh, on TikTok in my videos. And oftentimes what I say is that um, I, I believe that after a breakup or after any sort of like big change, life-changing moment, it's important to kind of take a step back and reflect and work on yourself and establish a sense of self-love, self-worth, um, self-esteem, all that stuff, right? Before you get back into a situation like that again. And this is particularly for um, relationships, right? Because I think that's often where many of us tend to lose ourselves and forget who we are and um, not always totally consider ourselves in relation to somebody else. Because of course, like when you like somebody and you enjoy being around them and you like getting to know them, you want to kind of give a little bit more of yourself to them. But again, if you're a people pleaser and you're kind of on this journey, you tend to give too much sometimes, you know, you tend to empty out your cup to fill up theirs. And um, that's that's not good in terms of, not that that's not good. What I mean is that it depletes you, you know, and it makes you lose trust in yourself when you do that for other people. And that isn't to say that you're not allowed to, or like it's not a normal or healthy thing to to want to do that for people. Of course it is. And of course we all want um, relationships like that because we are communal creatures. Um, but it's just a matter of finding the balance and stability within yourself so that you can function in relationships comfortably and have your needs met and the other people can have their needs met. And, you know, it just, it flows in harmony, you know? And so I think self-love is a big aspect of that because a lot of my videos where I talk about relationships like this and I say, you know, it's important to have, to love yourself truly before you can love somebody else. Um, a lot of pushback I get in those videos is that, um, is people commenting saying that, but you can learn to love yourself in a relationship and you shouldn't hold yourself back to, yes, totally. Um, but I think it is harder to do that when you're in a relationship, especially if that dynamic triggers certain emotional wounds that you haven't healed yet. And being in that dynamic and having those roots costly triggered, yeah, it's a good opportunity for sure to face them and really work on them, but it's also not always the most conducive environment to give yourself the space and time and energy to be able to do that, right? Because again, if you're um, if you're a people pleaser and your focus is the other person, then taking the space and time to also work on yourself in relation to them, it's it'll be very tricky. You know, of course, not impossible, but it'll be very hard. And so that's why I believe that it is important to take a step back and let yourself be alone and do that work first in order to love yourself um, and then be able to then love another person. Um, and this is kind of why I talk about my my own long-term relationship and why it had to end. And I think for me, I can't speak for the other person, but for me, it was that I, I knew I had a lot of work to do, a lot of emotional work because I had started therapy, you know, a year prior to that breakup. And I knew that like I would not be able to fulfill that work in the dynamic. Not that it wasn't a good relationship. It was. It just the dynamic, the... Um, childhood wounds being triggered because of the dynamic you know you can't always 
become the person you want to be or you're meant to be when you when you're in relation to somebody that is um whose energy and like their own wounds and behavior is keeping you as the person you were the person you were kind of programmed at a young age to be if that makes sense and so that's why i believe that it's important to to be alone you like i don't know i think it's it's almost taboo to say that sometimes that you have to be alone you have to isolate sometimes you have to do stuff for yourself and just for you and be comfortable with that um because i think you know it 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 feels good to want to be in relation to somebody and have a partner and of course it does and it's important for sure but at the same time it's also important to work on that relationship to yourself and that means being alone and i know it's scary and it's sad to f- it's not sad but the idea of being alone is often i think seen as sad like oh you're going to be so lonely no like not really if you're actually working on that relationship to yourself and you're building that self-trust and self-worth you won't be lonely because you have yourself you know but again that isn't to say you should completely forsake all other relationships because you found yourself now no it's just like you you have your foundational relationship which is you and now you can branch off and meet other people and grow with them too obviously you can't only grow with yourself you can't grow in a vacuum like that you need other people for sure and um yeah and but it's important to then take a step back and uh realign ask yourself you know check in with yourself how are you doing how did it how was that experience what did i learn from it what can i learn or what can i um implement moving forward and yeah um so yeah self-love However, I want to also talk about specifically what I mean by self-love, because I think there are a lot of different interpretations of the concept. Uh, primarily, it's, you know, like the the that the the that girl <laughs> um, stereotype of, you know, self-love is really taking care of yourself and dressing how you want to dress and going to the gym early and being productive. And sure, that could be your version of self-love. Um but I think also that is very much rooted in a hyper-capitalistic idea of what it means to be like a quote-unquote good person or effective person. Um, that's very much rooted in labor, you know, providing your labor as a, as a way to get validation from it. And um, that's not sustainable long-term. So if you root your self-love and your happiness in yourself in that, in that concept, I think, again, from my experience and just truly what I believe about the matter, you'll fall back into self-distaste, you know, Um, because when you can't be productive, when you can't produce all the time, then what, you know? And so for me, self-love is very much rooted in the concept of accepting yourself wholly as you are. Also understanding, though, that there are things that you would like to change and doing what you believe is the best way to change those things you know it's both about accepting yourself and not accepting yourself in a weird way right like that dichotomy in life in general has to be considered on both sides right and so you know for example you could be very um, happy and comfortable with your appearance you know you accept your flaws you know that you look a certain way whatever you know issues anybody has you can accept that but also you might also want to change that and that's okay too you know but it really is rooted in my opinion in the intention behind that and understanding that if i didn't have the means to change this then i would be okay but if i do have the means to change it then i would like to change it and that's okay you know and finding that sweet spot is very hard it's very tricky because it does let you um it it does lead you to to falling back into old habits and old mindsets that then um, diminish that sense of self-worth and self-esteem, if that makes sense. Um, Yeah, so for me, again, it's about 
It's about fully accepting yourself and also being comfortable with the fact that there are things you don't like about yourself. So it's not necessarily about accepting all your bad qualities and being like, that's just me, that's who I am, because that can obviously lead to a lot of toxic behavior. And if you are um, looking to be in a relationship or have more friends, like people, you know, worthwhile people don't want to be around somebody who is unwilling to acknowledge their flaws and at least try to work on them, you know, or at least communicate that, that this is happening and you know, I'm, I'm trying to be better, whatever, you know, someone who's worthwhile will not want to be around somebody like that. And I, that isn't to say that you should only change yourself for others. Obviously, it's it's more just that for your own sake, for the people you want to attract into your life, the energy you want to bring into your life, this is kind of what you have to focus on. And I've had to learn this, obviously, the hard way, because when you look at your friend group, when you look at your relationships, you can't help but consider that they are a reflection of you or the version of you that you're portraying in this world, right? Um, and so it ultimately comes down to the concept of, like, self-love is the umbrella term, right? Like, to love yourself and be your best friend and all that. But, like, truly, how do we get to that point? How do we get to the point of being like, I would rather be with myself than be with somebody who is um, giving me half-ass uh, attention or, not attention, but, like, half-ass energy, um, toxic behavior. Like, I... I would rather be alone with me than than just put up with that just because I need somebody else in my life, you know? So how do we get to that point? In my opinion, um, and this is something I'm like constantly thinking about and making videos on and integrating to my videos, is self-worth and self-deserving. <laughs> I think that's like, I don't know if that's the right term, but I'll explain a little bit. Um, it's the concept of understanding that you are worthy of the things you want, the good things you want, and worthy of good things happening to you, that you deserve to feel good. And I know that sounds so simple, but it's actually shocking how so little people believe that for themselves. I didn't even believe it for myself for a long, long time that, like, you think you do believe it. You're like, of course I want good things to happen to me. I'm always hoping for good things. But it's like, do you truly believe it? Do you truly, deep down in your core, believe that you even deserve it? Sure, you might believe that you want it, but do you believe you deserve that, you know? And the deserving part is the trickiest part to grasp and hold on to because um, your sense of what you deserve is very much programmed in you from a, like a young, young age, right? It's what your parents believed about themselves and then they put a, they uh, projected that onto you because it's like, you know, when you're obviously, okay, I'm not like a, <laughs> I'm not any sort of a behavioral psychologist or anything like that. But this is, again, this is just information I've acquired because I genuinely love looking into this and understanding why people do the things they do. But, you know, your parents subconsciously are treat, are teaching you at a young age how to navigate this world. So if they've been taught that in order to navigate this world, you have to not believe you're worthy of these things, that people like you or people like us don't get these things, right? People like us don't do well or we don't succeed, or we can't accomplish these things that we want to accomplish, then you're going to you're gonna take that on and you're going to believe that deep down. It's going to be rooted in your subconscious. It's going to be like a deep programming that you take into your adulthood. And then that affects you moving forward in all your relationships and especially in the relationship to yourself and the way you love yourself, right? Because if you are trying really hard to, be, to love yourself, but at the same time you're doing self-sabotaging behaviors and the self-sabotaging isn't really like, because you hate yourself, it's more because that's the only way you believe deep down that that's how you are going to survive in this world, how you can cope with things. And it's uprooting those and understanding them and seeing them for what they are, like holding a light up to them that 
that it's in that moment that you're able to then be like okay here we go like this is this is the root of the problem basically not not to say that your behavior is like necessarily a problem like there's anything inherently wrong with you but if you're having this difficulty with feeling worthy then that could potentially be why you know your behaviors are rooted in the deep belief that you are not deserving of good things and yeah so this is something very insidious you probably don't know again you probably believe listening to this that i yeah of course i want good things to happen to me i'm sure you want them but do you deserve them do you truly believe you deserve them and um you might also maybe feel a little bit of like an ego hit when i say that like of course i believe i deserve that like how dare you not think i des- not believe i deserve that i'm not saying that as a judgment on you right and i'm not saying that as like um that i think you probably or don't think you deserve it as in i'm casting judgment on you do you deserve it right forget about what anybody else thinks about you forget about what the world would say about you do you deserve it you know keep all the opinions and ideas of what others think see whatever perceive about you forget all that it's about you and what you believe because at the end of the day that's the only opinion that matters in your life because it's the only opinion that's going to make effective change in your life right yeah sure you might change in relation to other people because you want revenge or you want to feel um better in terms like in relation to your peers because they're doing this so you want sure but deep down ultimately at the end of the day when you look at yourself in the mirror you're gonna have to face your decisions based on your own opinion of yourself you know and that that work is very hard and allowing yourself to accept that and acknowledge that is very difficult and a lot of people don't and i don't blame them like it is hard work and you have to really set aside the ego set aside um the deep rooted beliefs that are holding you back and also you kind of have to be angry at your parents a lot of the time or your caregivers or whoever for making you believe those things you know and letting yourself be angry at them is hard because you're like i love my parents or i love my caregivers but at the same time you're allowed to be angry with them it's okay to be angry with them it's valid now that doesn't mean you should act on that anger and you know try to get revenge or whatever but it's letting yourself feel it because feeling that that process is part of the healing journey um because the more you suppress that anger and you say no my my family was great my family did nothing wrong it's like you're deep down your subconscious knows that you're lying and again that diminishes your self-trust and then diminishes your self-worth because if like you can't accept that that your family might have done something like this and i'm not saying that that families do it um purposefully right again it's their own programming too that's kind of rooted in it um but if you don't allow yourself to accept that then you're deep down you're telling yourself again like okay then i just i'm not allowing myself to accept that that means then that i am not worthy of feeling good and the way to feel good would be to accept that and work on it you know i hope that made sense <laughs> um but yeah so self-worth is very much rooted in the belief of being deserving of good things so how do you tell yourself or tr- or show yourself that you are deserving of good things obviously the first step is accepting that you believe that you're not deserving of good things that you feel like people like me don't deserve good things and that could be like your money mindset people talk about that a lot um i don't want to root it necessarily in again capitalism even though i know money is important of course we need it to survive and we need it in our life and if you don't have a good relationship with money it will lead to you not living a necessarily comfortable life um so i get that but i want to talk about it in other aspects as well so i think many ways to show yourself that you are deserving of good things is to really get in tune with your intuition and really what feels good in your gut not what you think should feel good in your brain or what feels momentarily good in your heart you know like that fluttering like excitement but truly intuitively what feels good in your gut you know when you get that that gut sensation um when you think about a, a, 
uh, decision or you have an encounter with somebody and you get that gut feeling, getting in tune with that is so is so vital in the journey of self-worth and uh, believing that you deserve good things because your body knows, you know, and I think I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I, I also talk about it a lot in my videos. Your body knows what you need. You know, it knows not only what you need, what you want outside of societal expectations. It's what feels good, what's aligned for you. And alignment obviously looks different for everybody and will look different in any every stage of your life. You're going to be on a different aligned path, right? But it's in the moment. It's about in that specific moment, what's aligned for you? What's that next step in that specific moment? Your your gut knows that. Your brain doesn't know that. Your heart doesn't know that. Your gut knows it. And getting in tune with that is the first step in understanding your self-worth and understand that you deserve things. So for example, if you are, you have a decision to make, right? You have a job that you you want or you um, are doing interviews, for example, you might instinctively, based in your, um, your, your initial programming or whatever, you might want to take a job because it offers these benefits or this or that or whatever. And then deep down, you though you have a very specific bad gut feeling, you know, and when you aren't taught that you deserve to feel good, you will ignore that gut feeling. You'll be like, well, it doesn't feel bad, but you know, I don't deserve to feel good. So the the bad feeling is probably good for me. <laughs> you know, it's like that, that kind of backwards mentality. You'll ignore it. And then you'll go into this job or whatever decision and it won't work out because it was not meant for you. It didn't feel good. Your body was trying to tell you that. Um, but again, you didn't. You don't think you deserve to feel good. So bad things, the things that feel bad are prob- are good for you in your head, you know? Um, and again, this is all my experience as well. So I'm not like judging anybody because I literally have gone through all of these things. Um, yeah, so you have those moments where you feel the gut feeling and you ignore it. And then you do it again and you get that feeling and you ignore it. And sometimes you get a good feeling. And that feeling is very foreign to you because you're like, again, I don't deserve to feel good. So then this thing that's making me feel good in my gut, that that's scary to me because it's like, it's foreign. I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why you would feel like that. So you ignore that and you don't do that thing that feels good, you know? So you're very much misaligned because you're not trusting your intuition to tell you exactly what's right for you. And obviously this is like, this is a big part of spirituality and I don't want it to be very much rooted in that because I'm not super spiritual. Um, I really just want to root it in your sense of self within your body and getting rooted in your sense of self and trusting, again, developing self-trust, trusting that you know what's right for you. You know, your higher self, the self outside of the um, societal programming or expectations and the way you function consciously every day. Because again, you have to function consciously within the parameters of our society, right? Our society dictates how you function. And so you have to play into that. But your higher self, you know, in my opinion, your higher self is outside of that. They are seeing that objectively. They're seeing you objectively. They're seeing the whole situation objectively. And so they have a better idea of what actually is good for you outside of the fears, the insecurities, the judgment of society. And so that's who I try to tap into when I'm making decisions now. Your gut will tell you, you know? And yeah, so getting that self-worth and leading that into self-love before you can then um, participate in relationships effectively again is very much about understanding, trusting, and knowing that you deserve good things and you're going to get those good things, right? So slowly you have to then start incorporating those gut feelings into the actual decisions you make 
what feels good in that moment? Does that feel good? How does it feel good? Where does it feel good? Does it feel bad? Where in your body is it feeling bad? This is all stuff I do with my therapist all the time where I mention something that I'm angry about or I'm frustrated. She's like, where do you feel that? Like, where in your body do you feel that? And your body tells you a lot, you know? So it's important to get in touch with that so that you can slowly begin to um, establish better self-trust and knowing that, okay, I don't have to lean on anybody else to make decisions for me. I don't have to lean on anyone else's judgment or ideas or whatever. I got me. I got my back. And because I know I got my back, I can love myself because I know I'm taking care of myself in whatever way that looks like for me. Um, for me, my biggest, um, my biggest, I guess, switch into this, I, this ability to tap into my intuition has been intuitive eating. And I'm sure this is a struggle for many people, you know, body image, food, all that stuff. Um, obviously I'm not going to talk about any, anything <laughs> too, um, intense about, about that, but, um, you know, we live in a society where we have to diet or you, what you should be eating, what this diet, that diet, you know, do this, this is how you like, it really takes you out of your actual body and what your body needs. Your body tells you what you need. Your body tells you when to eat, when it's hungry, if it's hungry, if it's not hungry. And suppressing those cues, suppressing that information can really affect, again, your your psychological self-trust and it also affects your physical well-being, right? If you're forcing yourself to eat when you don't want to eat, that's not good for you. And if you're not eating when you're, when you feel like eating, when you're starving, you know, and you need food and you're not eating, that affects you too, right? And so for me, when I started actually being like, you know what, I'm going to ignore the ideas of what I think my body should look like or how I should be eating or what's expected of me to be a good, quote unquote, good person, good functioning person in the society of like what makes me that girl. If I, I'm going to ignore all that and I'm going to lean right into my intuition. I don't care what my, my body is going to look how it needs to look. This is exactly what it needs to look like right now. And again, this is something I've worked on with my therapist, but it took me like about two years of this kind of work to really like get it, you know? And so if you're on this journey and you feel like, oh, I'm still not making progress, it takes time. So let yourself just like take the time you need. The fact that you even have the awareness is good. That's the first step. And so you've planted the seed. It'll take time to grow, you know? But yeah, so when I leaned into the idea of intuitive eating and being like, okay, if I'm going to just let myself eat when I need to, obviously being mindful, of course, you want to be mindful all the time and be aware of what you're eating, what you're putting into your body, because again, you want to be able to trust yourself. You're going to make good decisions, you know? Um, but letting yourself, if I'm hungry right now, okay, I'm going to eat right now. If I'm not hungry, I'm not going to eat. If I'm, am I full now? Am I not full? Like, do I need a little bit more? Do I, you know, just kind of getting in tune again with what your body needs. That has, that has been the best way for me to get into uh, awareness with my intuition. And it's crazy that it's taking me this long to understand that. <laughs> but um, it makes sense. Of course, it makes sense. Food is part of your body. You know, all these things are part of your body and you need to listen to it. And so the moment I started doing that and allowing myself to kind of be like, okay, my body's gonna look the way it looks. It doesn't matter to me. If I need bigger pants, I'll get bigger pants. If I need smaller pants, I'll, I'll get smaller pants. It's not a big deal. You know, sizes do not dictate my worth, do not dictate my goodness, quote unquote, as a person. The moment I allowed that to happen, I started realizing like, okay, this is my actual, these are my eating habits. This is when I actually get hungry. This is actually what I want to eat. You know, do I want a little bit of something else? Let me try a little bit of something. Oh, I don't like that. Okay, let me try something different. Doing that with something as like specific as food really allows you to practice this intuitive um, experience, then allows you to then practice it in other ways, in in more like, in more, in like less, this is very specific, like food is very specific, right? So it's easy to kind of notice it. 
But when it comes to like life decisions and things that you can't really pinpoint, it becomes easier to do it with those things as well when you've practiced with something like food. But it doesn't have to be with food. This is just my example. It can be with anything for you that you've um, felt like you've needed a certain level of like um, control over that you haven't allowed your intuition to be participating in. And so, yeah, so the moment I started doing that, I got so much better at recognizing when my body felt off about things. I've always had the skill to notice when people are off. Like I I can always pick up on like a bad person or someone that I don't vibe with very easily. So that's not something I've ever questioned. But in other ways, like with jobs, with experiences, with opportunities, I've always had a hard time picking up on that. Now I don't, you know, I get faced. Obviously, okay, no, I do. I still struggle. And I'm sure you will always struggle. And that's, again, part of the process. And you will, you will continue to make wrong decisions at times and that's okay you know again it's just about alignment realignment noticing it when it happens learning from it you know um but i'm got i've gotten so much better at being intuitive about these things so now if i get um if someone asks me like hey you want to do this thing my first gut your gut instinct is also very quick too it's not something that you ruminate on oh how does my gut feel now like let me wait a little bit no that's that after that point it's your brain or your heart and all that stuff your gut is very quick your gut knows immediately yes or no um And of course, you should always, you should incorporate your brain and all that stuff into it as well, of course, right? Um, But your gut is very quick. So in that moment, the first instinct, that's that's yes or no. You'll know immediately. So if someone asks me now, like, hey, you want to go out here? Mm, Sure. Or "Mm, no, like (laughs) either way, like my gut will tell me. Um, It doesn't mean you you always have to listen to it. You know, if, if you have to go to this thing, even if you don't, your gut doesn't want you to, that's understandable too but it's just the awareness that that's what it is it's the awareness of your of knowing like okay my gut said no to this but i have to go it's an obligation like i have to it's it is what it is but it's just the awareness of it right having that that awareness of what your gut actually says is is important in then slowly building self-trust self-worth and then being able to say yeah i trust myself i back myself up so when i encounter other people i will always stand behind myself first i'm not going to give too much of myself to others and that slowly helps you elevate your self-love. Like, yeah, I love myself because I deserve good things. And I know I deserve good things. I'm going to give myself those good things by trusting my gut and trusting my instincts, you know? So you can kind of see how it kind of, it all plays into effect. It's like a big a big circle of life, basically. And so, yeah. So this is like, for me, when I, when it comes down to the idea of self-love, self-worth, this is the process I've I've used. I'm sure it'll look different for you, but I hope me giving these examples can kind of help you get an idea of how it functions. Um, Yeah. So I feel like I've rambled a lot, (laughs) but I got a little bit too into it because I'm, I'm very passionate about this, this concept because it's something I've had to work on for a really long time. And only now am I really like getting it, you know, it takes, it takes a while. It really takes a while to change this stuff. But of course, because this stuff is so deeply rooted in you and in your psyche. So of course, it's going to take a while to to work through it, reprogram it, all that stuff. So be patient with yourself, be kind, be compassionate with yourself. That's also part of self-love. Just like you would be with a child, right? You want to be patient. You want to be compassionate. You want to show them that you're going to be there for them no matter how long it takes them to figure it out. I got your back. You know, you can lean on me, all that stuff. Remind yourself of that. That's part of the process as well. And um, yeah, allow yourself to lean into what feels good because you deserve to feel good. We all deserve to feel good. Obviously, not at the expense of other people. You don't want to hurt people in the process. But if it's just about you and nobody else, it doesn't like if you're going to hurt someone's feelings because they wanted you to do this, um, but you don't want to do that, then that's different, right? Um, 
but yeah, we all deserve to feel good and we all deserve to operate from that place in our lives. And it, this, our society makes it hard to do that. So it's understandable that you can't always be like 100% doing what I want and loving myself. Like I get it, obviously, but it's just having a little bit of the awareness and the understanding so that in moments like that, you can make the better decision for yourself if you have the opportunity and to show yourself like, yeah, when I have the opportunity, and I'm able to, I'll do it because I love myself and I trust myself and I believe I deserve good things. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I hope it made sense. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram DMs are better, uh, a better place to reach out to me for questions and stuff. I can't really see my TikTok ones. They make it really hard. Um, but yeah, and also again, just a reminder, I I'm offering chat services right now. If you want to have a conversation about these things, if you need a little bit of clarity, I'm not a therapist, again, um, just someone who's very interested in these things. And I want to give guidance to anybody else who's like me, who's struggling with them, who needs a little bit of clarity on their journey. Um, yeah, I am offering those so you can feel free to visit them. I'll have a link in the you know notes of this episode. Um, or you can visit my website at katerinawrites.com. Um, yeah, so thanks for listening. And I'll be back again next week with another episode.